You're listening to another episode of the Small Business Saturdays Podcast. Listen to them all at smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays Podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome into Small Business Saturday. My name's Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me at OurSuccessGroup.com. This morning, we are going to be talking about trying to figure out who we are. Are we a pretender or a contender? A good way to just kind of take a solid look in the mirror at ourselves and say, okay, what am I doing? Am, am, I, am I doing what I need to be doing? So let me start off by just kind of explaining where and how all this came up and, and give you some background here first. As you guys know, I'm a pretty pretty gentle guy. Uh, I'm not a big, huge fan of rocking the boat. And honestly, I've been pretty blessed to be faced with only the kind of minimal amount of challenges in my life here. I believe in the good of everybody and I work really hard to surround myself with positive people. I even speak up when I feel like those around me are not as positive as they could be because I care about them and I know that they're attracting exactly what they don't want into their lives when they're doing things like blaming, complaining, excuse making and and also this whole idea of commiserating. I'm, I'm not a not a big fan. <laughs> um, I'm also kind of left out of the industry's good old boy network because they just don't complain enough, right? I, and the, the woe is me thing is just not for me. Most people I've worked with in the industry for 20 years think I'm a bit nuts for trying to teach business basics and mindset and success principles to the small businesses and, and startups of our industry. And they think I'm nuts because they know what the turnover rate is. They, they know that new business startup is not easy and uh, the turnover rate is pretty high. And the, what's required of a new business is, is pretty difficult. In fact, when I worked at Coastal Business Supplies, the owner would always kind of brag about the fact that they got 30 new customers a day. And I was horrified by that number because I knew the big picture of it. I knew the other side of it. I knew the bleak side that people were going to spend a sizable amount of money. For the most part, a lot of them, a lot of these 30 new customers, especially and and some that had spent a lot of money in their first order, never placed a second order. Coastal for their part, as long as they kept getting their 30 new customers a day, it really didn't matter. You know, the heat presses, the printers, the startup consumables, they were flying out the door, the latest and greatest toys. Everybody, everybody was getting them. Honestly, the job of that part of the industry, of the manufacturers and distributors, it's not to teach you how to be in business. In fact, their job is just to get you excited about the latest and greatest thing, whatever the new toy that they have available to them, their job is to get you excited about it. So that's kind of where a lot of this started for me thinking about that. You know, over the last 10 years, these distributors and, and manufacturers, they've definitely gotten a lot better at educating, but it's still education for everybody else is still in the name of here's the latest and greatest tool or toy, you know, e even some of the stuff out there that there's you know, different podcasts and different shows and different people doing Q and A's and things like that, that are available out there. And, and they're all sponsored, right? They're, they're sponsored by somebody that is not about education it is about selling a product or an equipment. At the end of the day, education is 
really a marketing tool for most of these manufacturers and, and distributors and whatnot. And again, that's their job. And, and so this is not talking down about them. It's just, it, it's the reality of it. We know that the equipment and supplies don't determine success or failure. Good equipment and supplies can give you a little bit of an advantage, um, or they can also cause you additional challenges. But if it was only about investing in the best equipment and supplies, then only the people who spent money on the high-end products uh, would be successful. And anyone that uses third-party ink or bought a cheap press would fail. But we know that that's not true. It, it just It's not the way that it works. People with huge budgets have gone out of business. And other people who've spent less than $500 to start their business end up with a successful business. The fact of the matter is our industry has been blessed with so many new businesses coming into the market that they've never had to worry about creating good business people. And they just have to get people excited about the potential. That's all that part of our industry has to do. I recently heard a consultant, an industry consultant who worked for a very large printer cutter company for a very long time and is now a consultant. And I recently heard him say this, everyone deserves to start a business, but not everyone deserves to stay in business. Oof, <laughs> it was startling, right? Reality of it though, is that's true. It, it, it was startling, but it, it's true. And, and that brought back all of these reasons why I left the manufacturing part of the industry. I worked with the manufacturer for a number of years. That's uh, why I left the distribution part of the industry. I worked with, as mentioned, with Coastal Business Supplies. It's even why I left the wholesale part of the industry is I just didn't feel like we were doing enough as an industry to help more people, quote unquote, deserve to stay in business. Now that I'm here in it, that that's my job. That That is my job as a person right now today as one of the co-founders of our success group, is to make sure that people deserve to stay in business. Here's been the interesting part. you know. So we started this in January of 2020. Uh, we, we started getting it all going before that, but January 2020 was when our success group started. And the old adage uh, that you can lead a horse to water but can't make it drink is so true. We, we continuously pound our head against the wall with some of this. And you know, a perfect example of this is there are 3,600 plus members in the business basics group that Todd's grown. And every single person in there asks very similar questions. Actually, a very, very small percentage of those 3,600 people actually invest in becoming better business owners. Hi, I'm Kyleen, and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. You guys are the exception, unfortunately, to the norm. Everybody wants to buy the latest DTF machine or even the new crafter grade cutter. I mean, the, the excitement around these new toys is insane. If they had an opportunity to invest $30 and an hour's worth of their time to break through limiting beliefs to become a better business owner, it's like we're asking for them to give us their firstborn child. It's, it's crazy to me that something as powerful as being able to break through your limiting belief is not something that everybody just jumps on. It's the, the fact that we don't have full workshops every month 
is beyond me. I can't quite wrap my head around it. You know, in fact, it's what I'm actively working on trying to figure out why. I, I get it, right? I get it when all of my old friends from the manufacturing and distributor world, they, they offer their support. They say, oh yeah, this is great what you're doing, Aaron. Uh, it's a great idea. We need this and, and, and that kind of thing. But ultimately, none of them see the big vision. They're still getting their 30 new customers a day and they can go to trade shows or they can even do live video or maybe they are doing a webinar or some something where you know it, it's masqueraded as education it still gives them the opportunity to sell the latest and greatest they talk people into signing for a lease honestly so far in all the companies that i've reached out to to see how we can better partner together with them because we feel like with our success group if we can make their customers better business owners then they are going to have more successful customers and in turn have more loyal customers who buy more stuff from them, right? And so we've reached out to a whole bunch of them. Out of all of them that I've reached out to, only one sees the potential in creating real contending businesses, real businesses that have the ability and longevity to stay the course. This one company gets it. They understand that they don't need to have 30 new customers a day to reach their goals, that they need to have a loyal customer base who's growing and thriving so that they come back and buy more supplies. They upgrade to the latest equipment when it's time. And they tell people when somebody asks them, hey, where'd you get that equipment? They say, well, go to the Magic Touch. Right, so we're we're actively working with the Magic Touch, and because they get it, they actually <laughs> care about their customers as business owners. They're giving their customers an opportunity to be a contender, not a pretender. I get it from the manufacturers and distributors' perspective. That's not their job. Their job is to get you excited. So it is your job to become a better business owner, and that leads me to my thought about the question. How do we put as many people as possible into this deserve to stay in business camp? What's the difference between someone who is making it work and someone who is struggling? We know that it's not the capital they have. It's not the support that they get. It's not even the city they live in. You know, th those are the three most common excuses I hear. I just can't buy it. Can't believe that that's true. In fact, I know that's not true because I've seen people with less do more. This might be the hardest Small Business Saturdays you guys have had to listen to. I have to let go of my gentleness today and ask you all to look in the mirror and accept a little reality check. For some of you, it might be just a slight nudge, you know, is all you need to take from all this and, and just take it with a grain of salt, right? Figure out what's most useful for you. For others, you might be at a spot where you need a good swift kick in the butt. No other way around it. No gentle, easy way to say it. You need a swift kick in the butt. I know that for you to be successful, I can't want it more than you want for yourself. And sometimes I certainly feel like that. Our success group can give you all the information in the world, but until you actually take action, you're going to be a pretender. Ultimately, pretenders are swept aside, holding on to their brand new printer, or maybe they're holding on to their old printer that... Uh, needed to be replaced a long time ago, but they kept trying to get it fixed, trying to get it fixed and wouldn't invest, wouldn't invest. And they're also gripping on to their stacks and stacks of blank goods, just waiting to be decorated. If I piss you off today, I'm sorry, <laughs> not my intention. If it hits close to home, 
been not my intention. My intention, this is this is all out of love. It's out of necessity for you to survive the sometimes harsh reality of business ownership. It's it's actually also comes out of my need to stand up to our industry even more and demand that we help businesses deserve to be successful. I'm going to put on the direct Aaron and, and he doesn't come out very often and I'm not, uh, it's not a rant or anything like that. This is just the only way that we can share this information here is to get real with everybody. And again, it's out of love. It's time that you hold yourself accountable and get real with yourself. So I'm going to start with some things that I've seen personally or heard at trade shows, and I'm not going to name any names. And, and if you think it, it's you that I'm talking about, it probably is. And it's probably somebody else too, because the fact of the matter is, these are things that I hear a lot and, and things that I've seen and heck, even some things that I've done. We're not alone in this. And, and again, I know I've been guilty and I'm always working on defending against these types of things personally as well and inside of our success group. So are you all buckled up here? Are you ready to kind of get some things that separate contenders and pretenders? If you all are ready, I'm ready to dive in. So very first thing, check your emails. All right. With our success group, we send at least two to three emails out before each training. Uh, and, and we even have offered to put people onto a call list to give them voicemail reminders of 30 minutes before the training happens. And inevitably, each training, someone asks me, well, how do I join? Where do I find that? Right. And the fact of the matter is email is an essential business tool, period. There, there is no question about this. Email is an essential business tool. If email is not something that's comfortable for you or not something you've figured out a system for yet, you need to do that. You need to learn how to use it. You need to figure out what's going to your spam folder. You need to figure out how to whitelist things that you need for your business success. And then you need to be unsubscribing from everything else. You are going to find gold in your email and you're going to be able to use your emails as a great mining tool as well. But you can only use it once you embrace it and you learn how to design it into something that you can use for you and your business. But it's not a question, this is not an option. Using your email, checking your email, being on top of your email, not having 10,000 unread emails is imperative to being a contender. So in, if you wanna get out of the pretender stage, start there, figure out your email. Okay, there's number one. Number two use a calendar. I can't tell you how many times a day I hear, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Or, uh, oh yeah, that was today. Ah, you know what? Here's the deal. You're a business owner. Maybe you're a single mom or a single parent. Maybe you've got a day job. Maybe you have lots of other responsibilities too. Use a calendar. Be religious about getting your appointments in your calendar those trainings, those standard events that you have each week in your business or in your family time, or maybe your day job, or just everything that's going on in your world, put it in a calendar. Um, and then what you wanna do is you wanna review your schedule weekly. 
just to make sure you got a big picture view of what's going coming in, in front of you this week. And then every morning before you start your day, just review real quick. See what's coming up. Oh, I've got this at 10. Oh, okay. This training is tonight at six, blah, 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 blah. That the, the fact that, um, we're not using calendars and the fact that we're missing things is crazy. Calendar.google.com is completely free. Um, your phone has a calendar in it. Heck, my fifth grader has a calendar for his school. He also tracks his volleyball activities, his family activities. So a 10 year old is using a calendar. Um, I would say that for business owners to be a contender, they need to be pretty proficient with using a calendar then email, and then spreadsheets. The, the decorating tools, the graphic designs programs, those types of things, I say those fall well below those three things, calendar, email, spreadsheet. So do what you need to do to figure out how to manage, use, and track your life on a calendar, all right? All right, so that's number two, way to become a contender, not a pretender. Number three, do what you say you're going to do, uphold your commitments. So kind of going along with that calendar a little bit, but a business is all about building trust. It's, it's not only the trust of your customers, but the other people that are involved in your businesses, your, your support team, your mastermind groups, your mentors, your vendors. So I want you to start delivering orders on time. Right. If you're going to show up um, and say, hey, I can do this order, then deliver it on time. The, the, the thing that separates a business from a, a pretender is the fact that they deliver on time and they do good work. You know, that, that's the basic minimum requirement of being a business, deliver on time and do good work. And so if, if you're going to, you know, make commitments to going to training and um, then, then do that, right? When you say you're, you're, you are a business, that business equity, that trust gets built up over time because you continue to uphold your commitments. And if you get to a point where you can't uphold your commitments, it's because you're overcommitted. You need to commit to fewer things. You need to look in the mirror and you need to figure out what things are serving you and what things you are doing just to be a people pleaser, right? It, as business owners, a lot of business owners are also very good people pleasers. Um, we have a ton of great people in, in our community right now as we speak here that I know are people pleasers. I'm, I'm one of them, right? And, and what happens is we overcommit ourselves. And so we have to be aware of that. And so we have to do what we say we're going to do and we have to uphold our commitments. All right. So that's the next thing. Let's see here. So that was what? Three, one, two, three. Yep. That was three. So here's number four. Um, number four is get active in the communities that matter. So I see a lot of people who will vote, post funny pictures or they'll share some random number quiz or Maybe even jump into the fray when it comes to politics or religion or things like that on social media. And that's awesome. You do you, right? But what makes me think you're a pretender is that if you don't sh sh do a single thing 
or share a single bit of information about your business, right? You're always just sharing a picture or something else or, or, um, you know, resharing somebody else's post or, or whatnot, but you don't share a single thing about your business. You don't share your why you don't share what's truly important to you and your ultimate success on social media, or, or maybe you're active in different groups, but maybe those groups are overly moderated or, or maybe they're just sharing all of the latest copyright art that somebody stole or, or honestly more just for chit chat, which is fine. And, and then I go and I look at the private members group in our success group and it's crickets at times. And, and I know all of the excuses, right? But what if all of those excuses were wrong? And P.S. they are. Spend your valuable time having valuable conversations, helping valuable per- people, and are, you're participating in a valuable back and forth. So when you look at where it is that you're spending time, what communities you're involved in, what is the value for you and your business? Are you sharing enough about your business? Are, are you asking enough questions? Are you answering enough questions? That's the real value there. Even if you feel like you don't know the answer, if you can get that conversation going or keep it going or add a little shred to it, you're going to get value out of that. People are going to want to connect with you. People are going to want to interact with you. You have value. You have things that you can share on every topic. I know this deep down in my heart because I know I can share something on almost every topic as well, right? It may not be the exact answer. It may not be um, what the person's looking for, but it might help guide it in the right direction, and, and I know that you guys can do that too. So when you look around, look for who are the people that can truly help you and that you can truly help them and just get engaged in those conversations, whether that be on social media or even out in your communities. The fact that um, it's super easy to share the latest Zig Ziglar uh, quote versus saying, hey, Here's what is important to me in my business. What do you guys think? Anybody interested in being more involved or, or anybody know where I can find some customers, right? Th- those are the types of conversations that you should be engaged in. So even if you don't know, jump in and encourage others to share and make sure that you're getting active where it matters most, not where it matters least, because where it matters least is the easy place, right? Just just sharing that that quick post or that, you know, oh, you know, take this year and subtract it by 53 and tell me what the number is. Okay, great. Yes, that builds some engagement. But if that's all you're doing, you're a pretender. Be a contender by getting actively involved in communities that matter. All right. All right. So that's number four. Number five know your numbers. Now, what does it cost you to open your doors? If I asked you that um, right now, can you tell me exactly how much per hour it costs you to be in business? If you can't tell me that with a pretty high level of certainty right now, then I want you to just stop what you're doing and go figure it out. Figure it out today. This is something that you can figure out in the matter of, uh, in, in honestly, in a couple of hours. 
maybe depending on how organized your financial information is, it could be done in an hour or it might take you about six hours today to gather everything and get all the details together. But you have the tools to figure out with the spreadsheet that we provide in the five keys training. You've got the training and the information that you need to figure it out with key one of the five keys of growing and launching. So once you know that number, what it costs you to open your doors each day, um, then do you know what your average order size is? How much? So out of so if you had 10 customers come in and, and buy from you, and the average of the those 10 orders, so you take all the total order value of each of those 10 orders, and then you divide by 10, right? Or, or maybe you've got a bigger sample size, and so you're working with your last 100 orders or whatever it is that you need to get a pretty good average and understand what your average order size is. And then you need to know what your average profit margin is. When you know these numbers, you have the ability then to reverse engineer whatever you need to reach your idea of success. So for example, I heard a lady complaining the other day um, about her, her Etsy store and the fact that she gets great reviews on her Etsy store but FedEx, UPS, and the post office are the reasons why her store is not more successful, right? So if you know your numbers, and then you can determine on average how many orders will have an issue with the shipping company. So if, if you did a 100 orders on Etsy, and five of them, FedEx, UPS, or post office lost or damaged or screwed up some, some way, right? So you've got five orders. Well, then you'll know what it would cost you to fix those shipping issues. Meaning I'm not worried about waiting for FedEx UPS to do a claim or find it or whatever. I just replace it. I just take care of it. Five out of a hundred orders. I, I take care of it on average is what I would need to do to fix this issue. And then you figure out how much needed additional profit you need to cover those five orders, right? So you just, those, those five orders become a wash. And hey, remember, we talked about our average order size. So we know how much money five orders is. And, um, and, and so now, now we've got the, the solve. We've got the fix like that instantly. And the excuse now becomes the reason why you have the best reviews. Because you take care of it. Because you're the one that stands up for your customers and you say, hey, I'm going to guarantee that it's getting there. If there's an issue, I'm going to take care of it, right? I'm not going to put you through the ringer and make you go to the post office and file a claim and stand in that line or, or, or just wait six months while the UPS driver tries to find where they accidentally left that package along the way, right? So you can take that excuse and you can turn it into your reason for success if you know your numbers. But this same lady, I've been trying to talk her into becoming an OSG member since really the start, since back in January. And it's just not for her because, you know, then she wouldn't have her excuses. So I, I told her that I could no longer help her. And I thought that um, and, and though I've helped many people build extremely lucrative Etsy shops, um, I just said until you, you're willing to invest in yourself and know your numbers, I can no longer invest in you. It was, it was, it was harsh. It was hard. It was not something I wanted to do, but it was necessary. All right. So you got to know your numbers and then use those numbers to solve your problems. Aaron from our success group here. I wanted to share with you about our book group 
a program here at our success group where we work through a curated business book monthly. Each month, OBG will read and review a book covering different themes to give you a well-rounded education. These books are easily consumable. All are between about a five to 10 hour read or listen time. That's the other important part. There's always an audiobook available too. Part of this group, there's a managed engaging Facebook group that's gonna help you stay accountable. This group is moderated by a wonderful action taker, Wendy Rossman. Wendy's an active member in the OSG community, and she's also somebody that's going to help your business grow. At the end of the month, there are Zoom calls that encourage action. Knowledge is only as valuable as the action you take with it, and that's what we're all about here at Our Success Group. Check it out today at OurSuccessGroup.com forward slash OBG, and let's get started today. Next here, coming right out of knowing your numbers, the next thing here is I want you to charge what you're worth. Once you know your numbers, you know that charging what you're worth is not only doable, but almost laughable how easy it becomes because you know exactly what you need to make. Now, there's still some people out there who miss this. They might even know their numbers, but I've actually seen people charge less than $8 for a shirt that was DTG printed, double-sided dark garment. It was a retail order. And I actually turned it down as, as helping them with a wholesale order because I knew that the numbers weren't there, just weren't charging what we were worth. My time and experience and expertise, what that was worth to the process. Now, I have nothing of value that you all don't have. Um, and you all have whatever knowledge and expertise that I have, because my knowledge is yours for the taking. You just have to ask, right? As a decorator, we're in a very unique space. We are taking something that is manufactured by others and adding value to it. That is what we do. So even the low price leaders in our industry, they have to add value to what they do and honestly, this is why we lose so many small businesses each year and they're replaced with that next crop of the 30 suckers, right? Is what it feels like sometimes when we know that we're losing so many good small businesses and yet here comes some more people that think that they're going to do it better because they're going to be the lowest price guy in town, right? And the issue is that they don't have enough confidence in themselves to ask for what they're worth. Yet they're going to go out and buy that latest and greatest toy. They're going to scratch and claw and do everything else, but charge what they're worth. So if you want to be a contender, not a pretender, charge what you are worth. All right. All right. A couple more things here. Um, all things to everybody. Uh, pretenders, they want to be all things to everybody. And this comes from fear. You don't know where the next order is going to come from. And so as soon as someone says they want their picture on an all over garment, you say, no problem, you'll figure it out. Right. But then next they come in and they want a full color logo embroidered on a hat. Okay. I'll have to figure that out. Uh, hey, I need some alterations done. Can you sew this? Uh, no, but I'll figure it out. Let me, yes, yes. I'm, I'm going to be all things to everybody. Uh, you need me to babysit your kids? Oh, well, I have three of my own, but 
uh, I guess I have to, right? Uh, that customer says they, they need me to babysit. Uh, pick up the dry cleaning. Okay. Uh, cook dinner. I'll give that a try. But I know my spouse won't eat what I make, but who knows, right? And, and it, this is how it spirals out of control is you start with, ah, let's give it a try. Yes, you need to try new things. Yes, you need to expand your comfort zone. But first, you need to determine what the comfort zone is before you can expand it. You have to get really good at a core base amount of products. You have to, def uh, you have to determine what the comfort zone is before you can start pushing outside of it. And, and one request does not mean that it's a viable business opportunity for you. You need to figure out if it's going to work. If you're getting asked over and over for something, then yes, make it work. But if one person asks one time for one thing, that doesn't mean that you have to do it. Now, there might be reasons why you do, and that's okay. Maybe you're farming it out. Maybe you're doing things like that. Those things are all fine. But if you're just running around trying to chase the latest and greatest product, what's the latest trend? You will never get there. Trying to be on trend is one of the most difficult things to do, especially as decorators, because we've got to wait until it comes down the road to us, the blank manufacturers, we got to wait for this. And then, you know, oh, and there's the whole, um, well, maybe that's copyrighted. And, and yes, exactly. So here's the ultimate reason why we don't want to be all things to everybody is because your company is actually defined by what you say no to. So you need to make sure that you say no enough Two things. That way, when you do say yes, it can be actually meaningful, right? It, it's a yes, this customer is important to me. I see the opportunity. Yes, we're going to figure this out. Yes, we're going to add that into our process. Yes, we're going to expand on our comfort zone. But not yes every time. Again, make that yes a meaningful yes because you've said no enough times before. All right. All right. And then last but not least, in fact, last and most importantly, is stop having excuses. If there is a reason you are not successful that you point to that is not you looking directly in the mirror, someone else will always be in control of your success. I know that this is a hard one to hear. I know that some of you may have been dealt some difficult challenges. But I'm here to tell you that each and every one of you deserves to stay in business as long as you stop blaming someone else. So the whole idea of my town won't pay that price. Well, move, right? It's like the weather. When you complain about the weather, because we know that there is better weather somewhere else. Oh, well, you can't move. Okay. Why? Maybe you love your town. So if you love your town, then you've got to figure out how to charge what you're worth. I know somebody in your town owns a designer handbag or somebody in your town owns a pair of Nike shoes. So if, if your excuse is the town that you live in, stop. It's not, right? In fact, I would love to be in a small town as a decorator. I think there's tons of opportunities there. How about that? I'm going to move to your town. No, I'm not. <laughs> I love my town, right? And, and I, I love the, where I'm at. And so how about you don't have enough resources? You, weren't, you don't have enough capital, 
right? Well, figure out how to make it work. Start charging more. Ask somebody for help. Write a business plan and ask somebody for money. Get a partner. Do what it takes. It's not lack of resources that you're struggling with. It's lack of belief in yourself and understanding there is plenty out there. You just have to go get it. You have to embrace it. You have to grab the opportunity. You have to create the resources that you need. You have to do the things that are uncomfortable to get your business out there to the world. You have to do all of those things that you know you need to do, but you've been putting off because they're not comfortable. You need to create for yourself what it is that you need to be successful. All right. Or maybe you don't have enough support. Maybe you feel like the people around you just aren't supporting you. Well, guess what? Ask for it. Your spouse is not supporting you. Do, do they know the reality of what that's doing to you by not supporting you? Have you had that hard conversation with them? How important is their support to you? Does it really matter? Right? How important is your business to you? Are, are you answering these questions? Are you, are you determining this? You know, the successful ones um, that have said that their business is important enough to them that they've even, even contemplated getting a divorce if they didn't get the support that they needed. Now, that might not be for you, but that's your choice to make. If that's what's holding you back, that's your choice to make. You have to have the hard conversation with your support staff, right? Meaning your significant others, your family, your friends, the people around you. If you're not getting the support that you need from them, you need to ask them for that. Or if it's not that important that you get the support from them, then you need to ask them to get the hell out of your way. You've got big things that you're going to do. You're a contender. You're going to make this business work. Now, the other side of this is, are you supporting yourself enough? Do you get up in the morning and affirm to yourself that you're going to reach your goals? Do you look at yourself in the mirror at night and let your soul know that you believe in yourself, right? You've got the support that you need. Are you supporting yourself internally to be able to get to where you want to go? Hey everyone, Aaron here real quick. Sorry for the brief interruption. If you are getting anything out of Small Business Saturdays, please head over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash SBS. We're going to send you some free resources and give you some more information about our success group and how we might be able to help your company even more. Thanks for tuning in. Now back to the podcast. My closing point is this. I will proudly declare that you deserve to stay in business and I will personally fight tooth and nail to support you in that. The moment that you no longer have excuses and instead take 100% responsibility for your business, you start taking action, you start asking for help and you start investing in yourself, not another toy that you don't actually need. But until that time, I'll still be here. I'll still provide support. I'll still want more for people than maybe sometimes they want from themselves. And um, I'll just be waiting for you to specifically ask me for what you need, right? So you guys are all contenders. I know deep down in my heart that every single one of you that is listening to this right now or tuned in watching this right now, you are a contender. Only you can choose to get to be that though 
right? You have the ability to, ch to choose that. And I would start by doing those things that we talked about. So let me just review those real quick here um, and, and make sure that you got them all. And so number one is to check your emails, make sure that you get good at email, use a calendar, get good at using a calendar. Number three, do what you say you're going to do. Uphold your commitments. Number four, get active in the communities that matter. Number five, know your numbers. Number six, charge what you're worth. Number seven, stop being all things to everybody. And number eight, most importantly, stop having excuses. Right? All right. So that, that's what I've got for you all today. I know we didn't... Uh, check in with uh, folks that were, were tuned in, but uh, let me just check a couple of comments here. Good morning, everybody. I appreciate you being here. And Chuck, this is a great comment. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. You have to. It's required. It's a business requirement. Okay. Get out of your comfort zone. And Chuck says, everything you're talking about just takes commitment. Absolutely. No, no special skills, no special um, abilities. It just takes commitment. 100%, Chuck. Just, just be committed to constant daily improvement and you will be amazed at what you can do, right? Believe in yourself, surround yourself with positive people and then commit to never ending improvement and you will be amazed at what you can do. I know it. You guys are incredible. I, I don't sit and say this stuff because I have this secret magic formula that and this magic wand that I can wave. I have to do these same things myself every day scratch claw fight ask put myself out there have hard conversations piss off my partner um you know T todd can <laughs> attest to that I i'm not always the easiest person to be around but i care i care dramatically about what we're doing with our success group and i know that i have to care to be able to be committed enough to do the things that we need to do so all right, you guys. Well, that's everything that I've got for you. Um, so I appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully I didn't make you too mad and uh, that you got some good information out of that. And and be honest with yourself. All right. Go look in the mirror. Are you honestly doing everything that you can to be successful? And if you can say yes and you're still not feeling like you're getting there, then the thing that you're not doing is you're not asking for help. You need You need to get help. You need to get out there. You need to try something new. You need to do something different. Um, you guys know how to reach me, success at rsuccessgroup.com. And uh, I'm happy to give you my suggestions and thoughts, and uh, we'll go from there. All right. All right, everybody. Have a great rest of your Saturday, and I will talk to everybody real soon. Next week, we will be tuned back in at the same time. So uh, I will see you then. Have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.